You know who it is. Radio. It's B U M O V O N. What's happening? We meet again every Friday, late at night. Food for thought. We could be your day that night. Come on, Bomb Radio, Bomb Radio. Good evening, good evening, WVON. It's J Maul Green here, and uh, we got an amazing show for you today. Thank you for listening to the Bomb Radio Show, the Bold Uncensored Movement. And first, I want to say that I'm going to dedicate this show um, to my friend who was killed this week, Brittany Hill. Brittany Hill was 24 years old. We went to high school together, Curie High School. We were freshmen. Music class. Somebody that I, I sang next to and cracked jokes on the teachers with. This week, she was outside with her daughter, one years old, where two men came up and started shooting, and another shot her in the back as she was shielding her one-year-old daughter. Brittany Hill was transported to West Suburban Hospital where she was pronounced dead about 30 minutes later. Somebody who is a mother of two, and her kids are not going to have to grow up without her. This is not my first friend that I've lost to gun violence. It's my most recent one. Somebody I talked to last week. Somebody who was a big supporter of mine's. Somebody who shared all the positive stuff when I was fighting violence uh, uh, or when I'm fighting violence in the community. She's always sharing it. And this past Sunday, she put up a status and said, you know, it's crazy. Look at this Memorial Day weekend. This why I stay in the house. And on Tuesday morning, she was a victim of the same violence that she talked about. This show is dedicated to Brittany Hill, our friends, our family, her family, her kids. This should not be the reality, their reality, that they grow up to. But now they have to go. Now they're going to have to grow up without a mother. So rest in heaven. Fly high, Brittany. Fly high. So we got a great show for you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about some very key things that are happening in the city of Chicago. We just talked about Brittany Hill, who um, was a victim of gun violence this week. Uh, and so I had to invite a representative from the Chicago Police Department uh, to come on the show to really talk about how the city is going to move forward uh, from the communities in and, and from the police in. Uh, he's somebody who is there on the scene anytime any major any anything major happens in the city of Chicago. Um, he is the director of community policing for the Chicago Police Department, Glenn Brooks. How you doing, Glenn? 
doing well. Thank you for having me this evening. Yeah, yeah. Thanks Sorry, for, for coming in. Weather, but I'm going to make it through you. You're fine. You're fine. <clears throat> as well as um, my, my co-host, Kira Moe, she took off today. Um, and so we, we she, she's watching somewhere doing something. Probably ain't doing nothing. But she took off today. Uh, so I got um, a fill-in, somebody that you guys heard uh, when we talked about DCFS um, Ashley Tillman is What's in with me. What's up, Ashley? Yeah. So we got we got a lot to talk about. Glenn, um, two people were apprehended as far as Brittany Hill's case go. Two people were arrested um, and charged with this. This was very swift and, and probably the swiftest that I've ever seen yes. the police department work, especially since our clearance rate is 15%. So was the technology just good enough to 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 get these guys quicker and what do we do to really get uh, a crime solved in the city of chicago because the police isn't solving any so a, a couple things so i i can't speak to the particulars what led to these arrests um yesterday uh what i can tell you is this when we do have quick arrests we are usually assisted by video we're usually assisted by witnesses and we have some knowledge of what's going on because somebody has told us. Okay. And I think there's a lot of times out there people really believe that the police can just show up to the scene and someone can say, you know, y'all know who did this and figure it out. It doesn't work that way. I mean, we really, really do need people to step up and say, this is what I know and so forth. If that doesn't happen and we rely on just on technology or we rely on maybe we get lucky and get catch a break or forensic, it doesn't happen that way. It yeah. just doesn't. And I think a lot of people think that's the way it happens this, because that's what time, they see on you, TV. You really got lucky this time. No, I no. Mean, we didn't get lucky. Yeah. So this is who really got lucky. Our community got lucky. Yeah. Because definitely. these individuals these who came there the that decided they were going to shoot because she wasn't a target. Right. And they went out there. They decided they were going to shoot, and they could care less that she or her child or was, her there. Child was there. So the community is the lucky ones here because if somebody's going to do that, they're going to do it again and again. But unfortunately, there are many other killers walking the street. You got an eighty-five percent chance of getting away with murder in the city of Chicago. So a couple things. So we, yeah. we, we, I, I think people aren't looking people don't have a clear understanding of clearance rates so when you look at clearance rates and you look at it a clearance rate is really determined by an fbi standard okay Mm -hmm. we all have these standards and you can look at our clearance rate for and i don't know that this 15 percent you're referring to is at a 60 day or a six month period within the first six months we clear 15 percent i'm talking about just no, last year no, 17 no, a whole no, year no in 17 it was closer to 40 it was in the 40s and i i wasn't prepared with the uh the exact number that was not right though no well, not no that i do okay. know all right so because clearance rate you your clearance rate is determined uh not only by the the number of cases you solve but you can solve a case from two years ago, mm-hmm. and that counts in your clearance rate. So all those numbers come into play. Okay. So let's be serious here. Everybody has said it. The police officer's clearance rate is abysmal. Mayor Lightfoot has talked about um, the fact that there needs to be some real change. What is the real problem? Are you are you saying it's, it's mainly the community, or do we have a shortage of detectives? Are the detectives not doing their jobs? Why are we not solving crimes 
and getting to the point where these these same guys, you know, that, that did Britt, they probably shot somebody else before, and they they just got caught on this one. Why is it taking a while to get to get the killers off of the street? So here and on this, the way that we work as a department, I, I have a chief of of detectives. Yeah, and I'm gonna get him in here next. Yeah. Well, it's it's a she. So she. yeah. Okay. Um, Did they and, just change yeah. that? No, she's been a chief for a while. Okay. You know? What's the, what, the other guy who's the head of the? Uh, he's in the detectives up top. So the, the top about, of our detective is Melissa Staple. Okay. Uh, and then we have a, a number of deputy chiefs. We have two okay. deputy chiefs, Deputy Jones and, yeah. and, and Deputy Brenahan. Okay. Um, Bananas one of them. Yeah. Okay. So we, we have a number uh, of deputies there. So they're, they're better equipped to talk about the clearance rate and, and what Compose is about because they yeah. deal with it okay. every single day. Right. So I just want to be – give you that preface that i will say that the clearance rate is made up of a number of factors and let me just say this it is not the fault of the community it is not the fault of the 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 officers it is how we can work better to get the results that make our community safer okay well glenn listen the truth of the matter is is you know the police are dropping the ball on some on a lot of these cases. All right, and that's just the truth. We, and I, I want to really get to that. And you know, even though, first of all, let me let me give you some numbers. We spend one point five billion dollars a year on police, a hundred million in police overtime last year, just last year, a hundred and thirteen million in police misconduct settlements, even uh, uh, just last Memorial Day. An extra 1,200 police officers, more money, keep throwing, we keep throwing money at police. Why don't you, Glenn, in the police department, advocate for less funding? Advocate to take away a lot of the funding that we're spending on police because it's not doing anything and put it towards root causes so that we can actually solve crime. Or do, do you believe that police can actually solve it? So I think police can absolutely solve crime and no. do solve crime. No. So you asked me what I believe, so let me let okay. answer that. Go ahead. So number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, and not only did we put a number of police officers out there, it was also, you know what else we put out there? Mm-hmm. We worked with a number of community groups to have violence interrupters out there. It didn't we, work. Okay. Well, let's not say it didn't work because guess what? Even though we If you had, look at the what, numbers for the last two on. years, the numbers were actually a little bit higher. Okay. So- we, we, and when I say we, we are working with all the different facets to make the community safer. But it's not working, Glenn, okay. so I need you to tell me what, how can we actually so get let me it to ask working? You this question. We've been throwing money at police forever. It's not working. I think so, Ashley wants to jump in. Here. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right, y'all got this like heated debate going on here. Yeah. So I guess my, my um, concerns um, are. It's, it's been so many similar situations just like Britney that has happened yeah. in Chicago. And to, to be honest, if you want my honest opinion, like those are like sloppy jobs. How is it hard for police officers to not get on it right away? Like how how they found these guys now? Like what, what could have been the key thing that really helped you guys out? And I don't know, like do you need more community support? Because there have been plenty of situations just like Britney that has happened all over the city of Chicago. Even to Bay I mean, like, and we still have, like, you know, some kids out here that are murdered and their cases are unsolved. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of the cases. And again, I, 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 we, I think it's best if you get one of the detective. Uh, no, definitely. Here. We don't. Yeah. Get them in so there. but <laughs> let me let me just say this. In order to prosecute a case, 
you need a cooperating witness. Okay. okay. And I agree with that. And a lot of times they people have come up and <laughs> said, We're gonna handle this ourselves. Right. Or they you know, they don't want to be the ones to stand up and, and, and point They're somebody out yeah. in court. And okay, if we don't wanna do that, if somebody doesn't wanna do that, then I might be able to tell you this person did it on this particular day, mm-hmm. but guess what? No one who saw him, mm-hmm. no no one who has the information is willing to testify. Yeah. We might know it, mm. but there's nothing that we can do well, at well, that point. I, I, so, so this is no, stop, hold on. This is not CSI where we can come up and we can find a magic fingerprint and then our person is going to be charged. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And, and that isn't, a, a but the way that it does of work a, of the police. The, the way that it does work, Glenn, is if you do have technology mm. that can help you. Just in this case with Brittany Hill, I'm very sure it wasn't a witness that quick that 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 said that name. It was technology that showed you the car, that showed you the license plate, that traced you to the car, that got you back to the people. We have enough technology, and we talk about technology. We got pie cameras. And most of them ain't working. Okay, well, no, let's talk uh. about it. Let's talk. No, let's talk okay. about it. Yeah. I literally have a situation to okay. discuss. Like, let's talk about that. So cool. I was with my sister. Um, she owns a daycare in, on the west side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So as we're closing up the daycare, we're all closing up getting ready. You know, we hear screams. We look across the street. It's this young girl getting robbed. We hurry up and run over to, sh- over to the, across the street. The guys fled the scene, but they already, like, bust this young girl in her mouth. Like, blood everywhere. And I'm like, you know, stay calm. Like, you know, just let me get some help for you. I'm just trying to comfort her. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, give me a number. The guy stole her phone. He did all this for a phone. Um, I'm like, stay calm. Like, you know, you can use my phone. What's your mom's number? Let me call her. As soon as I call her mom, her mom instantly picks up the phone. Like, who did something to my baby? I know mm-hmm. she gets off the train at night. She was supposed to be on her way home. I'm explaining to her what happens. I'm like, the police are on the way. You can come up here as well. I'm talking to the police officers. And they really ticked me off. I wish I could say something else, but we gonna keep it really PG. But we all know this. They 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 ride up. They get out the car. We telling them what happened. I'm like, they literally went that way. Telling them what they're wearing. We're giving them everything that they need. And I was like, you know what? Forget that. Pull that camera. You know that camera's right here. It's coming down on the angle. He was like, ma'am. That camera ain't worked in I don't know how long. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. You please. have to be kidding me. I was like, do you know this block is bad? At least if y'all going to do something, have the cameras in the horrible neighborhoods working. Most, of, the, most of the cameras are just for They're intimidation. They're just for show. Just for and, show. And, and now the, the, the hood knows it. The Everybody hood know knows. that the cameras are just for show. All right, so. so we invest money into you guys, and the cameras can't get fixed. And okay. that's that will be my issue. So yeah, let's talk about the cameras. Yes, quick. please. So first of all, Number one, I, I'm pretty sure that officer who, who told you that camera isn't working doesn't know. Because I can tell you, if you're in a West Side district, we have what we call our SDSC rooms. We have a group of officers who are 24 hours reviewing the cameras throughout the district. Now, are they looking at every single camera? Talk about the cameras is not working. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> If they're looking, are they looking at every single camera at every single moment? No. But what they are doing is going through each of those cameras, and every but day. But there are cameras that are not working. Talk okay. about those. The ca- first of all, that officer. Why do know, we have wait a plenty second, of cameras officer, that don't work? I'm, I'm almost certain the camera works, and I will tell you this part. He didn't know what he was talking about because those cameras. 
mm-hmm. are up over 90% of the time. They are. Are we you are, sure? I am positive. Uh, I don't know. Glenn, I like you. I like you many, so much, I done seen many cameras. I like you. Okay. I done seen many cameras that ain't working okay, so that are pod cameras. How do you know they're not Every working? Every time we have situations. Why don't uh, you pull police. Every time we have situations with the police, the, the reporters go to them and say, pull this pod camera, and they say the pod camera don't work. I, I can name a hundred of them. Okay. There are pod cameras that so don't work, Glenn. You so know this. this is what we're going to do, since you can name a hundred of them. <laughs> okay, please. <laughs> since you can name a hundred. Go ahead. I'm not going to hold you accountable to a hundred, okay. but I want you to come up with 20 of them. And okay. you let me know where those 20 aren't coming, and we'll come back here. Are you going to find them? Because we're going to fix the situation? Because, it, because it, it, well, I can take you right to my sister, where my sister's daycare is at. Please. We can go over to her daycare. Okay. You know, I wish I brought my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Glenn. So, yeah. At the end of the day, we invest a lot of money into the police department. I we should never hear... The body, uh, the body cameras are not on. Yes. Or the pod cameras are not working. Everything needs to be working. Let's let's pivot this conversation real quick okay. because we got a couple other issues I, I want to get to. Okay. Now, is there a serial killer on the loose, uh, Glenn? You got so. Bobby Rush that called for the yeah. FBI to come in. You got people saying yeah. that out of these fifty-one cases, most of these women are, have been uh, found in the same situation, whether it's in a garage or in a. Uh, a trash can or burn or whatever the case is. Nice. A lot of these cases are similar. Is there a serial killer in the city of Chicago? <clears throat> so now there's a couple things on this. So number one, and I keep hearing the number 55. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Can we agree on that yeah, number? People have been saying about, about 50, 50 to 55. 55 right? Okay. Tell my grandma play for life. Yeah. yeah. So like, one, we're talking over a long period of time. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't like we had 55 people who were uh, murdered on the west side of, the, of these women murdered last year. So that did not happen, number okay. one. Number two, you know, we've had a number of different, uh, gr- we've had a number of investigations in looking at these 55 or whatever number that the people put. Because I've heard anything from 55 to 35. Okay. All right. And all of those, we have not found a single, um, a single causation How where we have. You? Okay. How can other people well, can't? Wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait a second. Hold on. Now we're not done with this. Yeah. Now and not only Give that, the superintendent has he said uh, approximately three weeks ago that he was putting together another task force to review it. Okay. I can tell you, there has been nothing which has led us to believe that there is a single causation for a single person responsible for all this. Now. Then some of these cases, we believe we might know who yeah. who might be the perpetrator. But again, if we don't have the witness and the supporting evidence, we can't necessarily get the person charged. So, but you can't bring him in for questioning either? You can't talk to Oh, him. no. That didn't say anything. We talk to people all the time. Okay. We talk to people all the time. Just because we bring you in and we talk to you and we get oh, some information, can't right. we can't charge you. Right. But you know who should have been talked to? That twenty that twenty one year old kid who was killed by police and they claimed he was a homicide suspect. Okay, Let's and that twenty tw- that, that, that one year old boy last week. Let's mm-hmm. talk about. They claimed it. he was a homicide suspect. You put out all this information. I had to talk to Anthony about this, and then you want to post a picture of a gun in the, uh, under the seat and try to sh- try to uh, control the narrative that he was this murderer. It then comes back the later at night to say, oh. 
It actually wasn't him. It was his brother. So now his life is gone. So, so now go ahead. He, so here you have me at a, a disadvantage. <laughs> Come on. Ah. And, and here's Good. that disadvantage. And you know this disadvantage. <laughs> I know. You know once it becomes a COPA yeah. investigation. That you can't. You, that we cannot comment You're speaking on as you. Give us a little right, hint, right, hint. Right. Give us so, a little hint. So, no, but here, no, here, I'm talking second, about the fact that how you treat cases and lie okay. in the beginning. So Talk about well, that. Well, I, I cannot speak about that case. Okay. But I, what I can speak about is what we've really attempted and what the soup has really attempted to do is to make sure to get out there and get information to people as humanly as quickly as possible. Even and if the wrong accurate, information. And give them accurate information. But this wasn't so, accurate. Wait, wait a second. And in doing so, it's an extremely hard thing because when and you've been out there along with me when these things occur when we have a police involved shooting we're trying to gather gather as many facts facts and get them out to the public within a very short ter- time and it's usually within a 2 to 3 hours i can promise you that is not enough time to go and interview all the officers that is not enough time for a full investigation to pull all the body cam to pull all the video we can't do that until it's two hours. What we try to do is to give people an a um, an explanation of the facts as we know them at that moment. The investigation will bring out the rest of that information. It's impossible for us to give you to give anybody a whole picture within that time frame. Okay, but you, but, but then you but then you give out misinformation like this. <clears throat> you first of all painted the boy that was killed a as a murderer. You paint him. You said that he murdered somebody in May on May fourteenth, and all the while it wasn't even him. And so you try to create you created this narrative to the public that oh we killed somebody who murdered one of y'all mm-hmm. people when he never even murdered anybody. Mm-hmm. So he, here is the, where my disadvantage is. So I ain't talking about this case. I'm just talking about the fact but, that there's many times that the police officers have lied to the public. Yes. And tried to change his narrative. Okay, talk about the fact. And I'm going to come to Ashley before we, we're going to take a break in two seconds. Okay. Talk about the fact that you putting out pictures of a gun is trying to control the narrative and tell the public that this person deserved to be killed. Well, we don't know if that person grabbed that gun. I can have 10 guns under my seat. You don't take a picture and post it on, on, on Twitter so that you can try to act like I deserve to be killed. I didn't grab them. So I, I so let's talk separately. About, we're about separately. Let's talk about the information that we're attempting to get out there. Okay. All right. These are some of the facts that we, we, we know them at that moment. I think when the pictures are coming out, mm-hmm. it was in response to people wanting to see what we're saying that we see. And this was a, a high, hotly debated thing within, within the department. Mm-hmm. And here was the, the thinking behind it. How can we get the most information to the public as quick as possible? Uh-huh. And it's not as much as trying to uh, to control the narrative. It is as yeah, okay. what what can we tell people that we know as an absolute fact today? That was the 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 attempt. Now, I know you have voiced strong opinions with our our director of news affairs. Yeah, we, we we're gonna right. meet her next week right. because this is this is something I, that I, has I, to be I, addressed. I got it. I got it. Uh-huh. And I and I understand the perspective. I'm just trying to give you an understanding of 
here was the thought process there. So it wasn't a process of controlling the narrative. It was a process, how can we ensure to get the community as much information? I will tell you, and you know this, is that when we give the community more information, as much information as quickly as possible, it helps diffuse the situation and address the underlying issues there. Okay. All right. So real quick, we're going we to come back to Ashley. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, call in 312-374-8130. Uh, we're going to take a few calls after this break and really get into, um, really, is Chicago police doing everything that they can to really solve violence? Or do we have to disinvest from the police department and look elsewhere? We'll be back. This is Kira Mo, and you're listening to The Bum Radio Show every Friday. Denied. You know what? I don't want to open up a business anymore. No bank will accept me. Well, that's going to change with CNI. Who's CNI? Well, they're not a traditional lender. Their goal is to help you start up. As long as you have a great idea and willing to work hard. Well, I'm ready. Well, let me get you the $50,000 you need today to start your business. CNI is ready for you. If you want help with your business, too, go to cnimfg.org. That's cnimfg.org. In the first 10 days of April alone, at least 88 people were shot in the city of Chicago, 20 of them fatal. Our city has become a battleground for misguided people who have no hope, but it doesn't have to stay that way. It's time for us to join in the fight. Pastor Corey Brooks and Project Hood are launching a campaign to help bring change to our city, but they need our help. The South Side is in need of a community center to help provide resources and opportunity for our people. Visit www.projecthood.org. That's www.projecthood.org to donate and learn more about our project. And remember, it's up to us to change the landscape of our city. Let's build Chicago. Do you want to start a business but don't know the first steps? Are you an entrepreneur looking to expand? Or were you like me, had a rocky credit history keeping you from achieving the American dream? Are you just an individual wondering how to navigate our economy? Well, no matter your situation, Majesty Financial has a plan for you. Our trained professionals can help with financial literacy, credit development, business resources, and more. We will jumpstart your business and get you the capital that you need. Visit our website at majestyfinancial.com. That's M-A-J-O-S-T-E-E, financial.com. And learn how to make the most of tomorrow today. Let's hang out. What you want to do? I don't know. Let's go to the club. Uh, I ain't in the mood for that. Let's go to a bar. We did that last week. Well, we can do something chill, like a hookah lounge. Yeah. Everybody been talking about that place called Mr. Hookah. Mr. Hookah? Where's that? Hold on. Let me get the address. That's up north. It's at 5005 West Lawrence. They open seven days a week, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. And it's BYOB. They said it's the best smoke in the shop. All right, let's go. Do you know how easy it is for your voice to get lost in courtroom injustice? Major forces using their power to silence you? Well, find your voice with the Parikh Law Group. Founded in 2010, the Parikh Law Group moves away from the traditional notions of law firm practice to innovative, 
personalized and results-driven solutions. They have uplifted the voices of clients in cases concerning discrimination, immigration, corporations, and election law. Call the Parikh Law Group today to receive a complimentary strategy session regarding your legal needs at 312-725-3476. Once again, that's 312-725-3476. The Parikh Law Group will make sure your voice is heard. You're listening to the Bum Radio Show with J. Ma Green and Kibbermo right here on WVON. Like in this dedication, this is anti-hesitation. It's a real in celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th Ave, Granny House with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the open matrix. Red rose in the gray pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. Know he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platform to explain it. He frustrated so he get faded. But deep down inside he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real working reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting, told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. Dedication. All right, y'all, we are back. Uh, we got the head, the direct, director of community policing, Glenn Brooks, on. Uh, thank you for the soup for letting you come on to the show. You know what I mean? Because soup, no, I was on. Hey, he know, he know. Soup, come to the high seat. He know the police, and, and that's one thing I do give credit to the superintendent's office is, is you know, they're very responsive, and, and uh, they're not scared to answer questions. And so I appreciate that. Even if y'all lie, y'all still not afraid to answer the question. And so that's like, <laughs> even if y'all lie, even if y'all lie. <laughs> so <laughs> you might not like the answers, but nobody's lying. Ain't nobody. Uh, hey. man, Listen, I like you, Glenn. No, Don't no, you do it? No, that's a it's a good enough answer to pull the wool over our eyes, and the fact that we ain't got no camera footage it's to prove to make it. Us go like, oh, right? Oh, maybe that could. But, okay. but, but but since we got no camera footage to prove it, then they get to the be like, oh, yeah, the body cameras go off. The body cameras go off. The body we give all this money in the body cameras. Yeah, come on, man. All right, y'all. Let me let me, I'm gonna take a few calls real quick before we dive back in. Keep your keep your comments, please, at, at one minute. And uh, uh, yo, Chief, what's up? Man, I think, uh, how you doing for one? How y'all I'm good. doing? How you doing? Hey. I'm good. You know, I support the show, but I think that's a bunch of baloney, man. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. As, as far as, you know, what he's saying, I respect the brother. I respect his, his, what he do, his work you do, and thank you. But at the end of the day, if you pay attention to the resources that was pulled into the Jesse Smollett case, it tells you everything you need to know. Come on. What, what's important to the city and what's not important? Mm-hmm. Our lives do not matter to them. That's what the problem is. When instead of the resources being placed where it should be, it's poured into the Gold Coast instead of the communities that need it. Also, I'm going to play devil's advocate for the change, too. He was right on a whole lot of issues in, 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 as far as murder is concerned. It takes a lot to convict these cats, man, when you got a community that, 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 that prays no snitching and 
glorify hitters and shooters and all this. Hey, nonsense. police department, everybody do that, though. No everybody got a code. Everybody got a code, man. Including the police. Including the police. So um, at, at some point, we have to go back to a community as a whole with the police at the center of this. See, you can't ask people to, 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 to talk to you or to, to comply with you when you're not complying with the community, when you're treating the community like trash. Right. You understand? And, and, and it goes it goes to the customer service. You know what I'm saying? You know, exactly, it goes to... Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can't... I'm, I'm, I'm going to be truthful. You can't have these rogue white boys running through the community treating us like trash and calling us the N-words and then knocking on your door, ten asking you, do you have any answers? Right. Get the hell away from my door. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Keep it real. So we have... We have to be real, man. Look at, and I'm, I'm going to give you another example. What happens when somebody runs into one of these financial institutions and takes something from the government? Mm-hmm. They own it like flies on boo-boo. <laughs> that person is caught within a matter of weeks, days, months. But Quick. They track them down. Quickly. Okay, back to the Justice Mother case. They put on TV these two guys for a whole month, and you could <laughs> never see their face, but somehow they tracked them down. Right. So you can't tell me. That when these things happen, for example, of a drive-by and this car goes through these certain communities and right. through these certain cameras with red lights and all this nonsense, that you can't track these guys down. Come on, man. There you go, Chief. Tell hey. about yeah. where the resources is going. I appreciate you, Chief. Keep it real. Come on, Glenn ain't got nothing to <laughs> say on that. Glenn, you got something to say on that? All right, we go to the next call. <laughs> all right, <good. laughs> Well, since you hey, want to go to the next call, I mean, it's your Wait, show. He don't give you a chance. He's yeah. so messy. Go ahead, Glenn. Go ahead, Glenn. He's so messy. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. For real, customer so, service. Talk so, about it. He, he, here, here's something that we're. I, I agree with him. We absolutely have to get better at working with the community. Yes. And how Thank we you. do that. We, we can get better. You know, listen, there are, uh, you know, tw- now it's close to 13,000 officers out here who are humping to try to get stuff done. Now, when you're trying to do that, you can. that does not mean that you have to be short with people. That doesn't mean you get to be disrespectful to people. There you go. It does not mean that you can't respect people. So just because you're trying to do something doesn't mean it gives you carte blanche to do all those things. So we have to be cognitive on how we interact with people, making sure we do it with respect. And I, I cannot stress that the soup has has been very, um, very vocal and making sure we had that understanding. Yeah, but we not we not so, seeing it though in this community, right? right. So, and so listen, is the problem a culture thing? Yeah, is it a community it? thing? Like, yeah. is it certain communities that you guys go to so, and you're like, ah, so, no, it's, you know it's, what? No, it's, listen. People are human, and I and I'll tell you about. Let's talk about Memorial Day. Yeah, now, we know we know how you feel, Glenn. We like you. Wait a Glenn. second, but no, let, let's talk, talk about, about the this. Others, <laughs> I'm, I'm coming out to Memorial Day because I was over there in the 10th district, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And the young lady who lost her life in the freezer in Rosemont, mm-hmm. they had a memorial for her out there, right? Yep. Okay. And Tanika Jenkins. Yep. And they were out there, and you know our young people. That some of them were having a good time. Some of them were having a memorial. But the way that they talk to other people, 
when we aren't doing everything that we should be doing. You mean the I, way that they talk to police officers? Yeah. Okay. Oh, come so, on, man, Glenn. Now I mean, you're going to try yeah. to turn Hold on, first of all, don't so, try to turn it on no, how we talk to police. Oh, wait a second. If oh, we got, Dr. hold on, King? wait. Let me, let me say this. <laughs> okay. No, no. Wait a second. So I know you're getting excited. But right. you, but guess what? Come on, you Glenn. Cannot put, I don't care if you put a badge on somebody okay. or not. You can't well, put somebody in a room, talk about them like a dog, and then expect them to help you out. Okay, well, and can you I can't do this? it either way. Now, as a professional, yeah. as a member of the police department, I have an obligation to remain my to remain my professional yes. set, period. Mm-hmm. That, I got to do it 24-7. Mm-hmm. I'm expected to be a professional. That being said, when you walk up to somebody, you get into their face, and you start calling them all kind of names, it's hard for people to adjust. Now, we are doing things that we make sure that our people are, are adjusting on those situations. But you can't just call people names and expect everybody to get along. Well, Glenn, okay, well, can I just say I'm something not saying really? that I'm not saying I'm not trying to justify us not being respectful. Okay. If we're not respectful to people, then that's a problem. We need yeah. to correct it. No, it's definitely it's definitely a problem that you guys need to correct because you have to understand these young, you know, African American kids, whatever they grow up in these neighborhoods where. Police officers are rude for no reason. Like it's been plenty of times you get on Facebook and you they'll record the police officer pulling yep. up, just calling them in words for no reason. So Kicking you can't expect head. you can't expect the respect if you're not willing to give it. And not you, yep. Glenn, because again we like Glenn, but right. you also <laughs> you also <laughs> you also have to understand you know other people that's in this field they don't really care for us in our Mm-mm. community and what we're going through. So when Mm-mm. we when you see people approaching you with anger, it's not oh, it's a police officer. Let me go cuss him out. No, it's a police. It's like you do all this patrolling all day long, but you can't find out what happened over here to this young lady or what you know what's really going on in our community. It's like you guys don't care. Let me, it's let where me, they're coming from. Let me say this. Let me say Glenn is 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 definitely one of the most professional police officers. Right. Uh, 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 Still or, not a police or, officer. Not a police yeah. officer, but. <laughs> You know he. You don't he, want the title, huh? He ain't, <laughs> he ain't patrolling up top in a police department, whatever mm-hmm. role you you know he's the director. But here, here's here's you know that's how people should be treated. Now, Glenn knows even in activism how me and Glenn are today is ten times this on the street, right? And we 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 yell at each other. <clears throat> Glenn is still professional. Glenn better say I don't yell. That be you. That's fine. We yell at Glenn. We get on them about their bull crap. And Glenn is still professional, right? Mm-hmm. You got these communities. You got to understand that these communities are suffering from so much trauma from yes. what the police department has done for so many years. You expect us and to be jolly. A, there's no relationships there. So when the police come in, they're automatically oppressive force. So if you came, just like Lynn, if you come, you know, oh, I see J Maul, I see X, Y, and Z. All right, you know you got a relationship. Hey, how y'all doing? But if you if you don't have a relationship and it seems hostile, then people are gonna be like, man, who you know, yep. that that's mm-hmm. just how it's gonna go. So I, I got a few calls. We we got time. Like I said, keep your calls now. Thirty seconds, y'all. Uh Greer, line two. Glenn, this is Bishop Greer, Jamal. Hey, listen, y'all doing like a good it. job out there, and I do agree about the professionalism. But this is what I want to say, this narrative that about the serial killer. We cannot let that go because um, I, I, don't, I definitely want to highlight three names. Mm-hmm. Hazel, Mary, and Lewis, Glenn and Jamal. Teresa Bunn, Glenn and Jamal, and Sandria Davis. Sandria Davis was found. Her fingers were chopped off. Um, she was found in an abandoned building on the west side. Mm. Hazel Marion Lewis was found in 2007. 
within 24 hours, Teresa Bone was found, 24 hours, both bodies, both of these young ladies' bodies were burning, had been charred in dumpsters. Now, these are extraordinary scenarios that dedicate, that dictate that this is the, there's a possibility that there is a serial killer in Chicago. So here's my thing. If we don't put the correct narrative out there, then how can we stop the body count and other young ladies from being murdered? And where are the public service announcements? Right. And where was the press conference when Eddie put his task force together with the FBI? The public is not being informed correctly, and that has to stop. We won't stop until the body count stops. Yes. Thank you so That's much, you. Bishop okay. Greer. What was the three names? One more time, real quick, Bishop. Hazel, Mary, and Lewis, 2007. Teresa Bond. They were found in less than 24 hours of each other, bodies burning dumpsters. And Sandrea Davis from the West Side. And Hazel, uh, Teresa Bond was eight months pregnant. She disappeared from Evergreen Plaza. Both the young ladies, Hazel, Mary, and Lewis, and Teresa Bond, ended up in High Park. Mm. About right. uh, less than uh, less than ten blocks from each other, both bodies were burning in dumpsters. It had been burnt and found in dumpsters. Mm. Seems like similar cases, uh, similar uh, stuff here. All right, thank you, Bishop Greer. Thank we you. Got, uh, Glenn taking notes. So see, see, I, I appreciate that. See, we like Glenn. Glenn take notes. <laughs> we like Glenn. All right, Ashley like Glenn. <laughs> All right, Chuck Lavo. What's up, Chuck? Hello, everyone. There. What's Pretty going good. on? How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, I was in a room tonight, and I was some people. They was talking, you know. They was talking about uh, Donald Trump. They said he would make a good Chicago policeman because he is one of the biggest liars uh, in the country. So you think Donald Trump <laughs> would be a good he's, police he's, officer? He's saying the police they lie so much that so you can't believe nothing they say. So I, about uh, I can tell you, he's, he's, he's yeah, there's he a couple of really good Chicago policemen because. He so lied qualify right now. Right, yeah. That, that would make him a good. All right, yeah. uh, Jerry, line one. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, hey, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. How are you? <laughs> okay, and I, I want to make uh, preface what I'm going to say by saying that I agree with everything you guys saying about the problems that exist in the Thank community you. of Chicago since I grew up there. But I want to talk about solutions and what there the core go. of the problem really is. The reason why you have these police killings and these things like this is because you have a majority black, especially since the 60s, of these aldermen out there who signed up on these uh, 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 police contracts to let them do it. Now, that that should be the first thing you ask. Mm -hmm. Where is our black representation who signed up on these contracts to let these people do this? We complain about the police over and over and over again. We should be marching down there talking to them. Yep. Uh, instead of them paying off the, the, uh, their few pastors or whatever it is that have these few thousand people vote them in over and over and over again. Yes. And I'm talking about all of them, from Dorothy Tillman and all back, when they kept signing off on these contracts, these police contracts, that allowed them to do that. They wouldn't be able to do it. You are exactly right. If you are the majority of the people in that city since the 60s, and you keep voting these same old crooked people that's only taking their own stuff, filling their own pockets. Right. And then and just screw the community. Mm-hmm. I am just sick of them seeing them seeing them take our children um, and the DCF system that they won't they won't do anything about that. It, it's just it's just you know I think we have to take some responsibility about the people who we have chosen to represent us in the city of Chicago. The blame stops there first. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate Love you so passion. much. Let me let me just say this. 
the FOP, because I'm going to pivot to this because he did mention this. The FOP is the most racist police union. It's the most racist union in America. And uh, they're the most powerful as well. And here in Chicago, when you when you talk about police officers getting away with murder, mm-hmm. when you're talking about different clauses, it comes in that FOP contract. He's correct. So, for example, when you talk about uh, police officers having up to 72 hours, how long do they have after a police shooting to uh, file their report? Glenn, well, is it 48 hours or no, 72? No. <clears throat> so... I, I am not sure. I know it's at least 24 hours. Ah. It's, that, it's more than 24 hours. It's more than 24 hours. hours. But I, I will say this. Um, I think it's important when we talk about the FOP and et cetera is to sit down there and have a conversation with them. <laughs> what? So, I, no, and this is why. I think it's Have a, a conversation with why? all racist white people. There's no black people on the rep. Why, the fa- why is it that one, not one board member of the FOP when you got a black superintendent, black all this, there's not one board member of the FOP that's black, Hispanic, so, women, other. So, number one, I'm not a member of FOP, but I know this. <laughs> Thank if God. Because we not like what you, is, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is a concern of the community. I think, you know, and I, I, I know Kevin. Um, I think Racist, they would. Very. I think it would be good to talk to them. I'm not saying it's good, good to, to talk to. Wait a, a second. Listen, man. Come on, listen. Man. It's good to have an understanding of of the other side. I'm not saying um, that you have I, to can agree they with. Understand our wait, side? A wait a second. Okay. I'm not saying that anybody has to agree with Come them. On, somebody. Nobody has to agree with them. We hear them when they give Jason Van Dyke, who just shot six, put 16 bullets in a boy, a job as a janitor once he was charged. FOP have never yeah. have never done anything for blood, cared about black lives. You know this, man, okay. which is why black police officers don't be a part of the FOP. No, every police officer, no matter what, they're, they're not race, really a part of it because they ain't showing up or they ain't doing nothing with them. They're, they're represented by it. all I'm saying is to have the outrage and not address it with them. And just just be yelling from the outside without addressing with them, you might but would make they the progress. Listen? Will they care? Hell no, they, they would not care. All I'm saying is the attempt might help do see the change that you want to see. It might. Get we need you to there. overhaul the FOP. I'm not saying you don't, and but you I'm know just it. Saying, yeah. that do you agree with that, Glenn? Do you think that we should overhaul? <laughs> All right now, Glenn got an A. All right now, Glenn, talk about it. Uh uh-uh. uh Do you think that it was okay to give Jason Van Dyke a job? So, in, at FOP, so this is after what I think is he okay. was after he shot okay. sixteen bullets so, in Laquan. N- number one, I'm not getting into who the FOP is going to hire. What I am going to get into here is that the, the concerns that not only Chuck just tell me do you agree with wait that? Wait a second. The concerns that not only Chuck express and you express. Yeah. Okay. To sit there and yell to them from the outside of the I building. I got three minutes, Glenn. There. Do you agree that Jason Van Dyke should have been hired by the FOP after being charged? Okay, you, the, the FOP is an independent institution. So do, I am not going to. Do you to agree? Comment. If you were okay. the head of the FOP, would you have hired him? Okay. Can I say Since I'm not a member and can't be a, me- a head of the FOP, <laughs> I have no opinion. All right, Linda, Linda, be. Linda, real quick. We got 15, everybody, 15 second responses. We only got two minutes. Linda, what's up? Yes, I'm a Chicago police officer, and I know what you're saying that uh, the police department has to get rid of all this violence. Most of the people that are creating all the violence, are, a lot of violence, are these younger people who are of somewhat uh, teenage age. Uh, I think what you need to do is 
instead of blaming on the police department, maybe uh, you should go to their parents. Oh. And tell, excuse me, maybe you should go to their parents and tell them, you know, to tell their children to uh, behave themselves. But it's a, it's a very, so deeper, it's a very deeper problem than par- uh, than, than, than parents. Is, par- is, is par- parental decisions a problem? Yes, it could be, but it's a very deeper problem than that. Real quick, 15 seconds, Bonita, real quick. All right, I'm going to try to make it real quick. I agree with both of your call- previous callers in that we're not holding these aldermen accountable. I come from Cabrini Green, and when I look back, I've been gone from over there since about, about 20 years, 30 years, and I look back at all the programs they got over there now, they didn't have any of that stuff when my kids were growing up to help keep them off the streets. They got all kinds of programs. Now that all the projects been tore down over there. And so, it cost yeah. $3,000 a month to stay over there. Right. right. You can't get none of that. It's bought before it's built. It's mm-hmm. just for those that want to know. But anyway, lastly, I would like to say that if we should hold our uh, elected officials accountable. They're not... Uh, holding up our best interest and i agree about those parents that that lady is right those kids belong to somebody and i believe if that mother was to walk up and that boy got a gun or finna shoot somebody he gonna sit his ass down somewhere that's my opinion they most boys respect their parents to a certain extent thank you benita i appreciate you all right glenn give me a final thought man hey so you know you said something earlier is you know, are the police going to be able to solve the violence? No. Um, not only do I agree with you, okay, but good. in no way, shape, or form should we be dependent upon the police to solve this. Because here, here's, here is the biggest challenge with policing. When you call the police, somebody's already hurt. Somebody's already dead. Somebody, the harm has been, has, has already occurred. We need to find a way that we can build up our community so we don't have people shot. We don't have people hurt. So the goal here isn't to uh, to arrest a number of people or it isn't to solve a number of crimes. It is to never have that. The fact of the matter is if we have 500 people killed, in a, that's 500 families that are just being tortured. Ridiculous. And we, that, so the goal here isn't what we can do with police. The goal is how can we make